Ezekiel chapter number 36. Ezekiel chapter number 36. We got two standing for the reading of God's Word. When you have found your place, let's all join each other together. Thank God for a word worth standing for. A heart condition. A heart condition. You realize from the very beginning there's been a heart condition. I don't care who you are, where you came from, or what you've got. You've got a heart. you got a soul, people. Listen, I, yeah, you've got that thing that's beating inside of you, but you've got something more than that. You've got a soul. You got a soul. And I can tell you today, God cares about the soul. About the soul of man. I pray today we won't just come to listen. We'll open our hearts. We'll examine ourselves. Can we all agree to examine our hearts today? Do we agree? Hey, how about a resounding, I agree. I agree. I agree. Thank God we can agree. Amen. Thank God we can open our heart and allow God to do something with us. You know where it begins? With you and I, folks. With you and I. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about our hearts. Huh? You might be out there in the world. I pray. I pray that you seek the face of God. The lost be saved today. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 16. Here we go. Verse 16. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me. Boy, we could stop right there. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me. You know what we need today? We need the word of the Lord above all things. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own way and their doings. Their way was before me as the uncleanness of a removed woman. Wherefore I poured my fury upon them for the blood that they had shed upon the land and for their idols wherewith they had polluted it. Don't think it's not going on today. Verse 19. And I scattered them among the heathen and they were dispersed through the countries according to their way and according to their doings. I judged them. There is one who is a judge. Verse 20, and when they entered into the heathen, whither they went, they profaned my holy name. When they said to them, these are the people of the Lord and are gone forth out of his hand, out of his land. Verse 21, but I had pity for mine holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the heathen, whither they went. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen, whither ye went. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen. Boy, he repeats that quite a bit, doesn't he? I believe God's trying to get our attention, just he's trying to get their attention. We'll get to all that, though. We'll straighten all that out. Which ye have profaned in the midst of them, and the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God. And I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. Verse 24. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries. And 
will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments, and do them. Verse 28, And you shall dwell in the land, you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people. I will be, and I will be your God. I will be your God. Mm. I ask you today, is He your God? Let us pray together. Heavenly Father God. Oh, Heavenly Father God. God, I come to you, Lord. God, you know the, not only the hearts of your people, God, but you know the hearts of the lost that are here today. God, how foolish it'd be of me to think that everybody in your house is saved. But God, I pray by your Holy Spirit, God. God, you go up and down each and every aisle. God, touch each and every heart, God. God, I pray as we open our hearts and examine ourselves. God, whether saved or lost, God, I pray do business with you. God, we're, we're a people that's so preoccupied with the world. God, a people that's got our eyes fixed upon the sin of this world. God, I pray you help us. God, I pray you call us out, God. God, I pray you do business with us today. God, oh God, I pray. God, I pray that people turn their hearts away from sin and towards heaven. Oh, God, repent, Lord. God, repent and turn back to you. God, I pray you do a work, God, that only you can. God, we need help. God, we need help in this day in which we live, God. God, we don't want to go alone. God, I don't want to go alone. God, I need you, Lord. God, touch us. God, strengthen us. God, show us your ways, God. God, help us to walk in them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Now, I know many of you are, are saying that, uh, well, this is for the, the nation of Israel. This is for God's chosen people. And yes, uh, this passage is uh, concerning their current condition in exile. This is also concerning the future and what is to come. But can I tell you, this is a beautiful picture for us today. A beautiful picture for us today. Yes, it doesn't start out uh, pretty. Let us look at that. Notice, notice the condition of God's people. The condition of God's people. Can I tell you, not only do you have a heart, but you have a heart condition today. I do not know what you've brought into the house. I do not know how you've come in. I do not know what you did last night. I don't know what you did last week. Be honest with you, I don't really care. But this is what I do care about. I care, listen, I care about the things of God. I care about people who are going to live for God. People that's going to turn aside the cares of this world and live like God says live. Live like God says live. You say, preacher, why does it matter to you? Because it matters to God. Because it matters to God. And if it matters to God, it ought to matter to us. Notice the condition. The condition 
of their heart. Pick up in verse number 16. Preacher, you going to read some of this again? Absolutely we are. Notice number one, the word comes from the Lord. The word comes from the Lord. Listen, we do not need to be told by man about our sin. We do not need to be told by man how we ought to live. Huh? There is so much of that going on today. There are so many people trying to please man and do what men want to do. Hey, they're so concerned about what so-and-so thinks down the road. We need to get beside ourselves, start caring less about what man thinks and what God thinks. We need to turn our hearts towards what God says, folks. What God says. Oh, there's many that have given themselves over to this world. In sin. You don't, hey, listen, we beat up Israel. Boy, we do a good job of beating up old Israel, don't we? Yet if we look in the mirror, we find ourselves exactly there so many times. Oh, it's true. You, hey, listen, we can, uh, we might as well just get over the denying process. Can we do that? Can we just get over denial this morning and realize that we're a people in need, that we're not perfect? Hey, that as a country, we've allowed this place to turn against God. Hmm? We must look in the mirror, folks. Look in the mirror. Notice, what matters is what God has to say. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own way and by their doings. By their doings. You know, that sounds, so, that sounds so present, doesn't it? Huh? Doesn't that sound so present? We're, we, we get so concerned about our own ways, about what we think is right in our own eyes. You know, God could care less what we think is right in our own eyes. Huh? Why? Because our righteousness is as filthy rags. Listen, if you're here today and you don't think so, I'm here to tell you that's based upon the Word of God. Not only are you not perfect, you don't live perfect. And many find themselves exactly in this place today, defiled. Defiled. Boy, it sounds like such a rough word, doesn't it? Well, it is. Why is it, preacher? Because sin is against God. Sin is against God. And when we put our ways ahead of His ways, guess what? That is sin before Almighty God. You say, I'm at Southside again, and my goodness, again this Sunday, I've got to hear about my sin. But let me ask you this. How can you make it in this world? If we're, listen, if we're going to go half-hearted, we're not going to go at all. We can't go that way. I tell you what, and God's looking for some people to be sold out. Hey, listen, there's many times he could have given up on his own chosen people, but he made a promise to them. Oh, as he makes a promise to us, child of God. I wonder today how many people would open up their heart and allow him to examine them. Some of you are doing your own thing your own way. Boy, hey, you think it's Burger King at your house. Huh? Oh, you're cooking it up just like you want it to be. Oh, you could care less what God has to say. I guess I'll quit looking at everybody again. Huh? Hey, listen, you can, you can sit there like you want to. I, listen, I, hey, I'm right there with you. I've been there. I've been there. Boy, I like it my way. 
And I tell you what, when it don't go my way, sometimes I'll let you know about it. Huh? You think, hey, you see, I'm really talking about you, but I just put me in there. Y'all get that, right? Huh? I mean, come on now. But ain't that the way we live? Huh? I mean, as long as it's acceptable to us, it ought to be acceptable to God. That's, that's for somebody today. Huh? Hey as, hey, as long as he lets me buy with it, that ought to be enough. Hey, can I tell you, if you're saved here today, God didn't save you to live half-hearted. Hey, God, God ain't gave nobody crutches that they'd crawl into heaven or limp in there. No, he saved you that you'd walk through victoriously. Oh, I got to quit coming down here. I'm spitting on Susan this morning. My goodness gracious. I might have to put a mask on. Verse 36, defiled before God, defiled before God, and many find themselves there today. Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own way and by their doings. Can I tell you, your ways, your thoughts will lead to your actions. Mm, come on, y'all done fell asleep on me? Huh? Oh, your ways will become your actions. You, hey, what enters a man's mind will seep down, if he's allowed, to seep down to his heart, and the next thing you know, it'll be coming out of his hands. Oh, yes. Should I remind you of Cain last week? Huh? You say, preacher, we still on that theme. Congratulations, we're there. We're there. It's the condition of the heart. Of the heart. We'll read on. Verse 18, oh, look here, let's finish up 17. Their way was before me as the uncleanness of a removed woman. Mm. Wherefore, I poured out my fury upon them for the blood that they had shed upon the land and for their idols wherewith they had polluted it. Boy, some of us is polluting it up all we can. Huh? Some of us, our homes are in shambles today because we've polluted it up all that we can. Hmm? You say, preacher, how have I polluted it up? I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I don't know the sin that you're battling with today. Hey, maybe it's pornography. Huh? Hey, maybe, maybe you're unfaithful to your spouse. Maybe you don't love your spouse like you ought to. Huh? Maybe you've turned your back on what God's told you to do. Come on, preacher. Mm. Why does it get quiet in here? Yep. Yep. God help us. Amen. And I scattered them <coughs> among the heathen, and they were dispersed through the countries. According to their way and according to their doings, I judge them. When they entered unto the heathen, whither they went, they profaned my holy name. When they said to them, These are the people of the Lord and are gone forth out of his land. Can I tell you what, child of God? It ought to matter how you live your life. It ought to matter how you live your life. Do you realize your life is a testimony of who God is? A testimony of who God is. And God does not take His name lightly. He does not take His name lightly. 
It matters to God. I wonder some of the places we take God. I wonder some of the things we allow to be said about God in our presence. Sometimes I have to wonder, is there any children left? You say, preacher, that was just a joke. That was just meant to be funny. Can I tell you this? If you're, if you're okay with taking God's name in vain and dragging down His name, you are to be prepared for the judgment that will come from it. Huh? Verse 21, But I had pity for mine holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the heathen, whither they went. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God. Again, I remind you, thus saith the Lord God. I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen, whither ye went. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them, and the heathen shall know that I am the Lord saith the Lord God when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes for I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land can I tell you this we can look around in this world all we want to and see the sin that runs abound but but listen to me, if you're here and lost today, we're not worried, and I am, don't get me wrong, I'm worried about what takes place out there because people are dying and going to hell. But you are under the sound of my voice today. And God is concerned about your soul. God is concerned about your soul. You know, so many, so many are okay living their life lost. Hear me, living their life in sin. But can I tell you, sin comes to an end. Sin comes to an end. Sin is full. Hey, listen, it's fun for a season, right? You'll get filled up. You might even feel good for a little while, but it will come to an end. God will judge sin. And I believe with all of my heart, there's some here today needs to, number one, realize that God loves you. God had a plan for them, still has a plan for them. God has a plan for us. But let me tell you something. If you expect to reach glory, it'll be by the grace of God and His shed blood on the cross of Calvary that you get there. Now listen to me. There is sin everywhere. Why do people do what they do? How is it that one can murder their brother? Murder their neighbor, steal from their friends. Why is that? It's sin. It's sin. So can we get over the fact we got a sin problem? I don't know what it is this morning, but I believe very strongly God wants to deal with somebody's heart about where they are. I, I, I believe, I believe with all of my heart there's lost there's lost in the house, maybe online. I don't know. Maybe it's the very fact God's tired of you playing games with what He tells you to do. How long will you run 
from his will. How long will you run from his will? Notice, notice what he says moving on. Verse 25. You see, we've all got the problem of sin. And now we see God's answer. Wait a minute. Preacher, he's talking to Israel. <clears throat> Can we get over the fact he's talking to Israel? Today, he's talking to you. Today, he's talking to you. Look at God's answer. Here it is. Verse number 25. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. That doesn't get a lot of amens. <laughs> that doesn't get a whole lot of excitement. And you say to yourself, uh, preacher, what does that mean? James Allen, come help me with this coat, brother. Don't hurt that thing. We got to. We'll pull it off. I just can't sweat. I'm sweating to death. All right. So what does that mean? Well, if you really want to if you really want to see it, you can turn over to Numbers chapter 19. Numbers chapter 19. If you really want to see this, you say preacher, where are you going this morning? I'm talking about this morning. Uh, how many of you know, number one, the perfect picture is all throughout the gospel. Amen. The perfect picture. You say, what is the perfect picture of what it takes to be saved? About what God did, God's plan not only for Israel, but God's plan for us. You see, if you go to Numbers chapter 19, now this is beautiful, all right? But if you don't get this and you miss this, I can't take it back, all right? You're just going to have to pay attention. Here we go. So we've got, hey, listen, we've got a red heifer, right? What did God tell him to do? Huh? James, I what you laughing about. We got the red heifer. What did, what did God tell him to do in Numbers chapter 19? To take that heifer spotless. Somebody. Spotless heifer. Never wrought. Perfect in every sense of a heifer. Huh? Take that heifer and take it out there and slay that thing. Preacher, what are we talking about? I'm talking about what, what, needs, what needed to be done and what was done. They'd take that heifer out there and they would slay that heifer. And they'd take that heifer and they would burn that heifer. Number one, we've got shed blood. <laughs> Number one, we've got shed blood. Does anybody remember how Adam and Eve got clothed? Shed blood. So there's that heifer. And they burn that heifer as a sacrifice. As a sacrifice. They take those ashes. Preacher, where are you going? I mean, this sounds crazy here. Listen, we're talking about the water. 
We're talking about the water. You say, I thought that meant for baptism. Well, we, listen, it ain't for baptism. You just hang in there, all right? But here we are. They take that heifer, burn that heifer, take those ashes, and they would mix it with running water. With running water. And then they would take those ashes mixed with water, and they would sprinkle it on the undefiled. On the defiled. Hear me. So what do we have a picture of? You say, wait a minute. Now we're talking about blood. We're talking about water. Why would it take that? Look at John 19, 34. John 19, 34. You see, God... God didn't just desire a plan. God's had a plan from the beginning. Hear me. Sin did not enter in and God sit around and wonder what needed to happen. No, God knew what needed to happen from the very beginning. Huh? And He sent His only begotten Son. You hear me today. You've got a sin problem. We've all got a sin problem. If you really want to deal with it, you'll go before God. God has done everything possible. What does 1934 say? But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forth with came there. Out what? Blood and water. Blood and water. What do we see in Numbers 19? We see a picture Huh? We see a picture of what it took. But what do we see now? A picture of what has been already done. Christ shedding His blood. The perfect sacrifice for your sin. And listen to me today. You can pretend and you can play games and you can try to hide it and cover it up. <laughs> but you hear me today. There is only one way you'll be saved. There's only one way you'll see glory. Oh, and that's by the grace of God and the shed blood of His Son. The Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you today, why is it that man is so willing to live uh, useless lives, helpless lives in sin when God has done everything? And some of you today, listen to me. I don't know, and I don't know where you are, so get over that, okay? But so many people will live Man, they, they, they'll live less than what God's called them to be. They'll accept what this world has to offer. And they'll let it just churn and churn. And they'll go day after day after day. And they get disappointed. Some of y'all are in so much disappointment, you're depressed. Preacher, who in the world are you talking to? I don't know. depressed, forgotten. Listen, some of you that saved has forgotten who God is. Some of you that saved, you've forgotten what God has done. You know why I believe He would have us here today? So that, hey, so that He could remind you who He is. He could remind you what's taking place. You know, because I go, I go back to the place of my salvation. When I got saved, 
I, listen, I go back to the hopelessness I had. You said at 14 you had hopelessness? I sure did. Huh? You guys know, you guys know it better than I do, huh? Hey, I'd lay there at night wondering where in the world I was going to spend eternity. Hmm? I had my, my mama, she's here today. Mama, hang on. She told me after I told that testimony, son, why in the world did you lay there crying, wondering where you was going to spend eternity when you could have just come talk to me about it? But can I tell you, it's personal. It's personal. It's personal, folks. And for you today, it's personal. Hear me. You, 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 you live defeated all you want to, but God has done everything that you don't. He's done everything. And Christian, so many times you'll live like Jesus is still on the cross. You'll live like Jesus is still in the tomb. Can, listen to me. He's not there. He's already risen. Why do we do that? Why do we settle for what the devil spews out? And you know what we end up doing going through the motions? I wonder how many people, honestly, if they were honest, you were honest with yourself, you're going through the motions. How many people can honestly say, hey, I remember when I felt the presence of God. Say, preacher, what's the big deal about that? There's a big deal about that. Out of fellowship with Him. When He's done everything. Boy, what does He say? What does He say to Israel? What is He saying to us? For those that are lost in the house, not only has He done it all, but secondly, look what He says in verse 26. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put Within you. Within you. Does he say, hey, Ken, we'll remodel that thing. Does, does the Word of God say that? We'll remo- I'll remodel your heart. Hmm? We'll, go, we'll go fix it up and prop it up. Hey, we'll, we'll try to go put a new door on it and hopefully that'll help. Is that what he says? No. No, it's transformation that God does in your heart when He truly saves you. Listen, I I ask you today, do you truly know you have a new heart? A new heart. Because listen, don't think there wasn't those then. They were doing things that they thought was good. But good isn't good enough. Good is not good enough. It's when you go before God. Listen, ask Him to forgive you of your sins. Ask Him to come into your heart. Be Lord of your life. That's what matters. And so many people are playing games with God. You hear me? This might be the last time you hear the gospel. How long? How long? Are you going to play games with God? How long is He going to call upon you to be saved and you reject Him? How many, listen, I know there's people right now wondering, preacher, winners, God just shut Him up so I won't have to hear it anymore. When will you be saved? 
You looking for deathbed salvation? The only one we know in the Word of God who had deathbed salvation was the one on the cross. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Those that say they're saved, do you honestly have a new heart? A new heart, a new spirit will I put within you. Notice what he says. Not only does does he give a new heart, a new spirit, but he takes, I will take away the stony heart. The stony heart. The stony heart. You say, what is the stony heart, preacher? What is the stony heart? Hey, how about the hard heart? Some of you have hardened your heart towards God, towards the things of God. Can I tell you, there are so many people that they will wait. They will wait and put it off and put it off and put it off. And can I tell you what happens to the stony heart? It gets harder. There are so many people on their way to hell. They're on their way to hell because they've hardened their heart. They've hardened their heart. Why do you think it is that the average age that people are reached and saved is from children to teenage years? Why? Because, hey, they're just now hearing the gospel. The penetrating of the heart. But you put it off, and you put it off, and you put it off, and you will harden your heart until there's no tenderness left. Mm. Cold. Cold. You know the characteristics of a stone? They're cold. Yes, they can get heated up for a little bit. Stay with me. They'll get heated up for a little bit. But then what happens? They cool right back off. Can I tell you, listen, if, can I just tell you this? If you think you can come in here, you, I mean, God call you, you can go back out there, pretend like you're saved, and you're as cold as all get out. You ain't saved. You ain't saved. Preacher, that's harsh words. I just, listen, God's calling somebody to get saved. There's been enough games played. I mean, I tell you what, it's like hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold. Has God really saved you? See, a lot of people, they know the words. But they've never set them with the heart. They've never set them with the heart. It's been a game. Folks, can I tell you, when you stand before God, it isn't good enough. It isn't good enough. Am I here to tell you today that being a Christian is easy? Absolutely not. The devil attacks the church, the body of Christ. You better believe it. You better believe it. But it's worth it all. It's worth it all. A stony heart. He says, I will take away the stony heart. I wonder how many today, you say, Preacher, I know that I'm saved. How hot and on fire for God are you? Can your heart turn back to stone? No. But it can get awfully cold. 
your heart can get awfully cold. You allow sin in. You allow sin to penetrate your mind and your heart. You'll turn cold to the things of God. Huh? You miss doing the things of God. And you say, preacher, so what if I miss a few things? Let me tell you something. Our time was spent with God is the best time. And at the end of it, it's the only time that matters. Huh? You put aside the things of God and you see how cold your heart can get. You'll be living for the world before you know it. I hear it all the time. You, you give a little bit here and a little bit there. Let me tell you something. Uh, and I know many cannot be with us and they're with us online. And I thank God for that. But listen, you hear me. You miss two services. It's easy to miss three. Hear me. You ain't got to believe it. I don't want to see you try it. But I'm telling you, it's real. It's real. You put down your Bible and the things of God. You quit praying. You see what happens to your heart. You'll turn cold to God. And there's so many that's turned... Listen, and I know that we, we've got all of these things going on around us. And I know it's easy to turn on the news and to be discouraged and to see all these things. But that's not what God's called us to do. And if we'd spend more time in His precious Word, more time in our prayer life, boy, what a difference it would make. Think about it today. Notice what he says. Verse 26. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Verse 27. And I will put my spirit within you. I will put my spirit within you. Those that are saved have the Holy Spirit of God living in them. Living in them. And folks, can hear, hear me loud and clear. If you do not have conviction, you probably don't have salvation. Huh? The Holy Spirit of God leading, guiding, and directing. Hear me. No conviction, no salvation. No salvation. If you can honestly go out into the world, do things your way, the way you want, and give no care to the things of God, folks, there's a problem. There's a problem. No conviction. No conviction. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. What more does God have to do and say for us to get it? Child of God, what more does God have to do and say for us to get it? He's not asking us to follow the world. He's asking us to follow Him. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues. Listen, the walk of obedience matters to God. 
Disobedience is sin, folks. Disobedience is sin. And how can we expect the blessings of God when we accept disobedience in our life? How can we walk away from what God tells us to do and expect Him to bless? And you shall keep my judgments and do them. And do them. And do them. He never says, if you feel like it, follow me. Take part of the Bible that you agree with and live by that and you can set the rest aside. He didn't say that. Huh? What does he say? And do them. Do them. You know, I think we've made it so easy with the phrase that we're not perfect. We've made it such a crutch not to live for God and do the things God tells us to. I'm honestly sick and tired of hearing, well, I'm not perfect. And I've said it myself. I'm not perfect. Why don't we get over that and do what God says do? And do what God says do. Why? Because that's what God's people do. That's what God's people do. Listen, you want to be encouraged today? Here's the encouragement. Turn back to God. Turn back to what God says do. Receive the blessings of God. Let me ask you this. What else are you waiting on God to do before you be obedient to Him? The very fact that He's allowed you to be here today And to read His precious Word is more than enough. Is more than enough. How many games, how long will you wait before you answer God and do what God tells you to do? Heads bowed and eyes closed. What is He saying in closing? Verse 28. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and ye shall be my people... And I will be your God. Can I ask you this? Is He truly your God? If He is. If He is. Are you truly living for Him? Do you truly have your eyes? Upon him. I believe with all of my heart there are those that are lost here today. How long are you going to run from God? How many more times are you going to have to hear how much God loves you and what he's done for you? When are you going to answer him? How many times are you going to turn aside what God says do? How many more times are you going to run from the call of God? You realize to be saved, He's called you. Hmm? 
You realize to get right with God, you're going to have to answer the call. You're going to have to be obedient. You think He gave us His ways and statutes for us to live on our own? Not at, no way. Not for God's people. Why don't we follow Him today? Isn't He worthy? Isn't He worthy? Folks, just as He judged Israel, guess what? He's going to judge. He's going to judge. And there's, there's going to be some folks who are going to be quite ashamed before God. Be ashamed before God. You say, I'm too proud. How long will you? You're going to let your pride send you to hell? When God's done everything for you. Oh, God help us. God help us to seek His face. Heavenly Father, God, I, God, I thank You for Your Word. God, I pray that, God, as Your people, we'll live for You, God. God, that lost will be saved, God, while You're calling. Oh, God, today, in Jesus' name I pray, amen.